You're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this old tactical kitchen show. Are we old now? (laughs) We are. This is episode 80. Yeah, 80 episodes in the bank. That's not bad. No, it's not. I, I don't know how long we've actually been doing this, but it's longer than 80 weeks. We've taken time off here and there for various reasons. Yeah, sometimes we just forget. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. That's probably true. We have forgotten a few times. Um, life just got too fun. And well, yeah, when you get busy and you're doing like fun stuff, you know, you don't want to stop and, and record a podcast. And Well, this is fun. It, it, it is fun. It and is fun. I'm really... Initially, when we started doing this, uh, first of all, we weren't very good at it. That was a, that was number one. I don't even like going back and listening to the first ones because I feel so robotic. <laughs> we did. I mean, I we felt were, like a robot. We were so stiff. It was. It's really funny. We did a lot of, uh, you know, we had to edit a lot because we kept screwing up, and we even did a lot, a lot of podcasts like more than once. And we never do that anymore. No, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Yeah, we just, if we make mistakes, <laughs> we just laugh about it and think, well, that'll be funny. But, like uh, one time when Steve was talking about, he meant I think the gallbladder, and he was saying the pancreas. And oh was, my god, when when <laughs> when you talk about just enough information to be dangerous, okay, that's me. All right, I just want to say that out loud. I, so I, if you ever go listen to the Keto Man's podcast with Steve as a guest, oh yeah, he mixed up a couple of organs. I just sat on the couch and laughed <laughs> while it was happening because I was like. He's got them confused, but it's okay. Yeah, nothing like getting your, you know, dumb statements recorded forever. It's awesome. (laughs) I can never run for office now because I sound like an idiot. No, and I know that we have probably made some verbal, you know, mistakes on this podcast. And I've probably confused something here and there. Let's be honest. The human body is confusing. There's a lot of things going on in this environment inside of us. It's crazy. There's a lot of stuff going on all the time. All the time. And, you know, and now we've been doing this for a while. It is enjoyable. I do like doing it because uh, we actually talk to people who listen to the show and, you know, tell us how we've answered questions that they've had and it's helped them. So that's great. And uh, but for us, it's, uh, it's, you know, we can reflect on our journey, where we've been, what we've been doing, how it affected us. It's really pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And you can go back and listen and be like, oh yeah, I remember when I was going through that itchy rash hell mm-hmm. from <laughs> detoxing. And you know, it's just good to hear that and then know, oh yeah, that's over. I don't have to do that anymore, hopefully ever again. But you see how far you've come and, you know, our journey where it's taken us, some different things that we've tried that have failed, different things that we've done that have been a success. And it's always going to be like that. We're going to try new things and maybe they're great. Maybe we have to toss them out. <laughs> so, so last week I talked about that, I was, you know, trying to drop the holiday fluff, a little bit of the, the extra weight that, that, you know, is just annoying it's really just annoying it was that just last week that was last week okay it seems like forever so and i I was like i was going to come back on water a little bit and try not to eat so much food Uh, the water thing that that lasted about 
Two days, maybe. The, the very first night, you were like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. And and it's funny because, I, I you know, it's not like I dramatically cut back to where I'm, I'm putting myself in any, any deficit or, or you know, or, or danger. I just... I tried not to because I, I will fill up a 16-ounce water bottle and it'll be gone in five or ten minutes and I'll refill it. And I'll do that all day long. So trust me when I say I drink plenty of water. But even just cutting back a little bit, you know, my lips got dry. Uh, I was always kind of thirsty. You shriveled up. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Melody found me in a ball in the bathroom. I passed out. No, no. No, no, no. You did have a little bit of uh, an irregular heart episode, didn't you? No, I did not. No, not this time? No. Maybe you've had so many before. I just <laughs> don't remember. So a lot of things happened. No, I didn't have any issues. So, so, uh, so I kind of just, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to not drink water if I'm thirsty. So I just kind of went back to just, Hey man, I'm just feeling it. I drink when I'm thirsty and I'll go back to, I'll, I'll just maybe, uh, monitor my food and then do the old, you know, just work out a lot more. How's that? Okay, that's just like old school, that's old school grow science, just, just right? Just move, right? Just move more. But, you know, you're not getting ready for anything where you got to be like naked and, or whatever, <laughs> you know? I mean. Well, nothing I'm aware of. <laughs> so I sorry, enter, we're comedians I, today. I did enter the, uh, you know, the, the old naked guy contest. <laughs> I'm getting ready for that. I'm prepping. I'm sorry. I'm laughing so hard. This is the first time I've been able to laugh real hard lately because I had the pneumonia thing and I had so much pain in my side where it was healing up. I couldn't even laugh hard. My daughter would send me something and I was like, stop, just stop. I can't laugh and I can't watch anything because I can't even laugh. It hurts too bad. And so thank you. Laughter is medicine. This oh, is yeah. part of a good, healthy lifestyle. I was making fun of something over the weekend, and, and you were doing the, don't make me laugh, it hurts. And now today I can laugh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that because it was a really interesting healing process that happened after the pneumonia went away. A lot of times people, and I talked about this last week, you get that that plural, plural cavity, that uh, membrane mm-hmm. surrounding your lungs that will get... Uh, irritated, filled with fluid, um, different things like that. And that can hurt quite a bit and be painful when you breathe, cough, laugh, sneeze. Um, I have had like weeks where I would go to sneeze because maybe I got soap in my nose and in the shower, don't ask. It happens. (laughs) So I got soap in my nose and I needed to sneeze and I would be just about ready to sneeze and it would hurt so bad it would kill the sneeze. Hey, that's, what, that's what you get for using soap. I, that's what I get for <laughs> like using Dr. Bronner's soap on my face. Nothing ever gets in my nose more than like that your, soap. Your fingers? It's very, <laughs> it's very foamy. And um, so anyway, I got to where yesterday, again, and don't ask, but I got soap in my nose and I was able to sneeze. And it felt like, Nothing. I mean, it was, I feel like now it's just kind of like a deep bruise is the way that my side feels, but it's much better and I can laugh and move. And Well, a quality sneeze feels pretty good. It does. You're clearing out that nasal passage yeah. and protecting your body, which is part of the immune system. And we're going to talk a little bit about the immune system today. We are. Because it's fun. I let Steve listen to something going on. I, I got a stethoscope from um, because I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. 
And um, so I had I have this gurgling that happens in that lymph node close to that lung, the one that was all swollen. If you've listened to our our podcast and knew what happened with me, that lymph node was super swollen right there on the bottom right portion of my body, uh, underneath my lung. And it at night, at certain times when I'm sitting still, I'll hear it. It sounds like a drain. It goes blah, 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 blah. You can just hear it. It's crazy. And it makes all these noises like it's filtering, which is interesting because we're going to talk a little bit about lymph nodes and your lymphatic system and how it is a filter for any kind of like pathogen when it's destroyed by the immune system. And um, it's basically your bar- your body's garbage dump to get rid of broke down cells and junk. And so it'll it'll actually mine was actually making like all this noise. It was so weird. I just pictured you know like one of the old cells being like Fred Sanford, Sanford and Son. He's hauling away all the old garbage. That's what my stomach sounded like. Yeah, that's the noise that my I think they were playing that in my side last night. But so yeah, we are going to talk about the immune system because there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world in general. I'm sure everyone has heard of the coronavirus, that that beer virus going around. It's got to be hard for corona right now. Like, there's a virus called coronavirus, and your beer is called corona. Right. So, <laughs> the correlation there, I don't know. I don't think the beer people are going to correlate those two words together and have it be a factor. No. No, they're not. But with that going on, we are going to talk about things that, that you can do because if, you, you know, if you're one of those People, you, you, when you listen to the news or you read the news, that stuff is is sometimes overwhelming because uh, it's happening over in China. You know, it's out of your control. It creates anxiety. What can what can you do on a personal level to make sure that you and your family uh, are doing the best you can to protect yourselves from from any outbreaks? Right, and I know you know it's probably a little more concerning when you start seeing the headlines pop up and say five cases in the U.S. And if it starts coming your way onto your soil, then it starts being a little more concerning. But five people out of how many, you know, live on the continent of the United States, it's not very many, but it doesn't take but one or two to really spread this around. It's And if you want to know more about the actual virus and how it works and some precautions to take, uh, more than what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about it from a nutrition standpoint. But you could go listen to and watch the video by Dr. Ken Berry where he addresses the coronavirus and some steps you can take um, in the case of it being upgraded to a pandemic, which um, are very good things that he mentions in this uh, pod or in his video that you would want to be aware of in that case. And Today, though, we're going to hit on it from a nutrition, a preventative standpoint with nutrition and lifestyle. Yeah, well, what you, what you don't want to do is listen to the uh, the student that was being tested for the virus. And he said, you know, you just do the standard things like drink orange juice. Well, this was a kid. This was this wasn't the person being tested. It was another student oh, was at it? Baylor because Baylor University is in Waco, Texas. That's 80 miles from us. So that's getting kind of creeping kind of close. If someone were to test positive there. So for us, it's, you know, that's a little concerning. But yeah, the student who they interviewed was like, yeah, you just drink, you just, you know, wash your hands and drink a bunch of orange juice and drink some water. 
That was pretty much the way he was going to fight it. Yeah, so <laughs> drinking the orange juice is not the best idea, especially if it's Sunny D or whatever, you know, orange you juice that comes it. off the shelf. The pretend orange juices. Yeah. So, so why is that? Why would you not want to, you know, just kind of drink the orange juice? Okay. So we, I know you guys, we've hit on this like a thousand times when it comes to immune system function. We've talked about sugar. <clears throat> I still have to clear my throat a lot. Really? It's really annoying. <laughs> I, shut up. <clears throat> I know. I know. It's super annoying. So sugar in relation to the immune system And you'll hear people say this, and you may not understand the mechanism, how this happens, but sugar weakens your immune system. And when you take in something like orange juice, you're not getting a very good form of, well, you're getting some vitamin C. Usually it's an added vitamin C because as you know, we've talked about this one before. They tested oranges out of Florida. They had zero vitamin C content. Yeah. So they would have to add the vitamin C with a supplement to the orange juice. And a lot of your orange juices are supplemented with vitamin C because they don't really contain it. Then you have the sugar aspect. The juice itself is really sugary. And it's going to be um, one of those problems where you are drinking juice, you're expecting vitamin C, but sugar actually will take the place of the receptor in the cell that would take in vitamin C sugar or glucose will get get in that cell receptor first. It always wins. They have a race. They get in a starting line. <laughs> they have a race, and sugar wins every time. It moves faster. It gets in the cell. It's a bully in your system, if you want to look at it that way. So it'll knock the vitamin C out of the way, get in the receptor. Then you don't have the vitamin C in the cell to help create the white blood cells to fight infection. Yeah, so most of us know... Uh, you know, and we talked about it a lot before, is not, not taking in a lot of sugar is going to help your immune system really work well. Uh, you know, other things that you want to look at as far as, you know, keeping yourself healthy and your immune system working right is when you look at environmental. The three things we'll talk about is environmental, lifestyle, and then diet. Diet we talk about a lot because we, we like do. It. We do. Um, environmental is a little different because that's, that's, you know, where you work, where you live. Uh, th- those things come into play, your air, your water, and light. Like most people don't think about the light you get exposed to during the day. Right, or the lack thereof. Mostly it's the lack thereof. So if, if you're somebody that you know works in an office building and you're just sitting in there all day, you're not, you're not moving and you're not getting exposed to, to healthy light that you really need. Right, so environmental toxins, you know, environmental exposure – Some of these are going to be, if you live in big cities, you you know, you might not ever think about the fact that if you live near an intersection very close to it, like if you're in a large city in an apartment building, you're exposed to a lot of environmental toxins from not only cars and their fumes, but brake dust and things like this that we don't really see, but that you breathe in a lot. And so these are all environmental toxins that can affect your body in a negative way. But... You know, we oh, and we don't even really understand or know all the effects of some of the EMF exposure or having these like, you know, cell phone towers everywhere, all these different things that we have, you know, we just now are kind of getting into what electrical lines are doing to people. Right. Yeah. We don't, we know. don't really know. We've only had cell phones for, you know, you know, really a solid 20 plus years. 
that, that they've really been proliferated throughout, you know, our society that now everybody has one. So we really don't know how that's going to affect us down the road. Right. We don't. And I guess the one good thing is that you don't see very many people talking on their cell phone. It's usually away from their head pretty far because they're just looking down at it. That's yeah. <laughs> the only like maybe saving grace. Um, but these environmental toxins can be harmful to you, but you still have one line of a defense above that, that trumps, you know, any exposure you have is always going to be your diet, mm-hmm. what you put inside your body, because without that, you know, that to me is the top tier. It is the a number one tool in the belt mm-hmm. is food and hydration. Right. And, and, and water kind of falls into two categories. It's environmental because, you know, you're exposed to water and you drink water. But it's also that's also diet because like, like we talk about, it's, it's a macronutrient, basically. Right. And, you know, the, the further we go along in human history, the more polluted our water becomes. Yeah, I know. We were getting a letter every month here at our house from our water department telling us basically how bad our water was. <laughs> But that it was okay, it causes cancer, but you don't need to find a different water source. So, I, you know, I did the one thing that I knew would be beneficial. Um, Steve and I talked about it. We have no affiliation with them, but we bought a Berkey water filter system that has the chlorinated filter, the chlorine filters on it. I'm sorry, not the chlorine, but the fluoride filters on it. Because this was something that we could do for ourselves to ensure that we had good quality drinking water. It retains the minerals in the water, which is super, super important. And it also removes all the things that they said could cause cancer um, from our water. And we feel pretty confident when we drink that water and feel good about it. So it's it, it's a good investment. Like I said, no affiliation, but that's a line of defense. Mm-hmm. So it, we filter the, our water with Berkey and we have a, a filter on our, on our regular sink, on our faucet. And then we also have a filter on our shower head. Right. That filters the chlorine because sometimes, I don't know, maybe where you live, you experience this, but when you turn on your water and you hit, you get that chlorine smell immediately when it comes out the tap you think to yourself, this can't be good for bathing in, cooking in, drinking, because I smell bleach. I just straight up smell bleach. And, you know, thank, thank, thankfully, we have a way to sanitize our water to where we're not going to die, hopefully, of pathogens. So those outside bacterias and parasites and things like that. But now we have created another problem where we're ingesting this chlorinated water all the time unless we filter that out. Yeah. Now you can take it another step further and do a whole house filter, which, which I've really considered. It's just, you know, that's a little more effort as far as much larger filters. You got to dig up your water line, all this other kind of stuff that um, is a little daunting. But if if anybody is really, you know, down with that, it's, it's not even that expensive anymore for 500 bucks. You can put a whole house filter uh, in line coming into your house. Right. And then you have to look at what type of water filtration system is it? Is it removing the minerals when it filters the water? Because this becomes a really important thing. And this is something we see very commonly with some of our nutritional therapy clients is that a lot of times we we have people who are, you know, maybe they have a system on their house or they have to live uh, on well water and they have a specific system, different things like that, where you have to filter your water just so you can drink it. 
But that filtration system has one negative where it removes the minerals from the water. And basically, it's like drinking distilled water or reverse osmosis water where it it strips it of the minerals. Then what happens is when you drink it, it actually pulls the minerals from your body to balance it, so to speak, so that it can process in your body. And that becomes an issue because if you're already mineral deficient, now we are getting even more behind that ball and and getting more mineral deficient every time we drink water. So these are all little things that really add up over time. Mm-hmm. So and that's a lot about water. The other one we talk about is about light. We've talked about we've had a red light, and we do some red light exposure every day for, for healthy skin. But just getting out in the sun and then getting out in the sun without wearing sunglasses, that's a kind of a big deal. It is. And I know you wore sunglasses for a long time because military, you had to, you, you had to wear them. Yeah. And, and I noticed that my, my, after a while, my, my eyes became very sensitive to the sun. Like I got to the point where I almost couldn't go outside without wearing sunglasses. And I had to kind of ease myself back into not having to wear sunglasses all the time. Now I almost never wear them unless I'm going to be out in direct sun for, you know, an overextended amount of time or I'm protecting my eyes. Right. And you think about, you know, your skin is your largest organ. It's going to absorb that sunlight. So right now during winter times or places where it's dark a lot, um, snowy, cloudy, this becomes a difficulty. But quality D3 supplementation during those months when you can't do this or finding a place where you can get into some uh, maybe a vacation where you go and or you're able to be in the sun for a while, you know, whatever you, you have access to. We try to, you know, it's been bad weather here for a while and we haven't had much opportunity. It's been cold. So we, we supplement with D3 during that time, but sunshine is very important. And in the winter, you can still get out and keep your eyes uncovered because that's a window like they say, into your soul, but it allows that light to get into your eyes. And that is also really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is something that, you know, you can start just kind of like slowly incorporating into what you do. You know, and why is the sunshine important? Why is vitamin D important? So here we're talking about immunity. We want the sunshine to take uh, the vitamin D3 that we are in, either taking or getting from the sun. And what it does is it turn, turns that into cholesterol in our body. And we know cholesterol is one of our major antioxidants when it comes to any kind of illness or anything going on in your body that needs to, to be detoxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is one of the reasons why we talk about high cholesterol being healthy, not unhealthy. So uh, it kind of goes back to doctors. We, uh, you know, when we had our follow up, or Melody had her follow up last week, uh, we were talking about diet, and he kind of downplayed the role of diet in in, in being sick. Right, and um, like we said, we have a really good doctor, but his, I told him a few things that I did prior to my cold sinus infection turning into pneumonia, and he was like, "Nope, stop, 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 stop." That's you can't do that. That's only gonna maybe, maybe contribute like three percent, yeah, to this. And I just didn't say anything because I do, I, I do d- disagree with that. And here's why because of everything we just said earlier about sugar and about your immune system. And I know that on Christmas Day, I ate some sugar, I was starting to feel better. And I ate some sugar on Christmas Day. 
I know that four days later, I took a nosedive. <laughs> and so it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that I ate some sugar on Christmas Day. And I normally don't have any. So it was a, probably a pretty good bolus of sugar into my system, which then took all my receptors up, you know, for my vitamin C intake and then weaken my immune system because the sugar can weak, you know, an ingesting sugar can weaken your immune system by 50%. I was already fighting. I lowered my immune ability, immune ability, if you want to call it that, my immune system's ability to fight. I just want to pull out lethal weapon right now. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> That's all I, you okay. kept saying immunity. That's immunity. all I could think of was, was lethal weapon. Was okay. Somebody out there got that. Somebody did. Somebody is driving or sitting there and they go, I remember that. And they will. And it's so funny. It's so Anyway, okay. so, so, so back um, to you getting I, sick. Right. So what happened? I know exactly what I did. I made some mistakes. One thing that I did not, or maybe I did tell this, but I will tell on myself. I'm very honest. I will tell tell you exactly what I did. While I had the sinus infection, like the couple of days before Christmas, I was like feeling not so great. So I thought, you know, I was almost to the point of taking something like a NyQuil. I was getting that like, oh, I just want to sleep. So what I did instead was I got the bright idea of, well, let's go a more natural route. I'll do, we've got this bottle of whiskey up here. Okay, you see where this is going. I'm going to make some herbal tea, add the whiskey to it, like an ounce of whiskey and some honey and lemon. I'm going to make myself a hot toddy. Mm-hmm. The old school remedy. They used to write prescriptions for this, by the way. Yeah. Um, so this is like the natural version of your NyQuil. Without the dye, because NyQuil has dyes and other crap in it that I didn't want. And so I didn't want any pain relievers or, or anything to bring any kind of fever down because I didn't have one. So I thought this will just help me maybe fall off to sleep. Right. Plus the honey's a little antibacterial. I read later on that when you have alcohol, it actually assists the pneumonia streptococcus to get down into your lungs. Yeah, so we so did the wrong things. I did the exact wrong thing. And that just goes to show that even someone who does this as a profession, I'm not, obviously I'm not a doctor, but I know a lot about nutrition and I still made a mistake. And now, can I blame it completely on that? And then the piece of pie I had on Christmas Day, I'm not 100% sure. But I sure know one thing, I know it didn't help. Looking it, back, you can see, we can see it didn't help. No, it didn't help. And that's what you have to start asking yourself. Is it worth the risk mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, some of these choices and what you're going to eat? And that's where we get to, like, food in general on a daily basis. What is worth the risk? Well, and, and when you look at the, you know, talking about the, the, the alcohol intake, we never drink alcohol. No, that was another bolus. One ounce of whiskey was like... What? Yeah, so so you know when you go, uh, you know for the whole year and you never drink it, and then you get sick and you think I'll I'll drink this to help me get to sleep. Uh, your body's not used to that that input. No. So what I did was I kind of turned my liver off. Mm-hmm. Great, right? <laughs> so I turned my liver's 
functions off so it could process just one ounce. You think just one ounce, no big deal. I actually did this a couple of nights in a row. So if we're being completely transparent, because I needed to sleep. Well, and that's the thing is when you get sick and you can't sleep and you feel miserable, you'll just about try anything. I was I was ready for drugs. Yeah, so so that's where you get. So uh, you know, maintaining that, uh, you know, and that's why we're talking about it. You know, the things you can do if you start to go down that road, avoiding sugar because you're going to crave it. A lot of times, people mm-hmm. crave sugar when they get sick, and then and then trying to try just about anything to get over it, and and not being not being patient enough to let your immune system really attack. Right. So I was a little impatient because four days of having like a runny nose was a lot for me because I haven't been sick in a long time. It was and, it was some serious sinus congestion and it was going around like a lot of people had it. Right. And I never felt bad enough to like go to bed and be in bed. It wasn't that kind of sick. It was a very functional mm-hmm. sinus infection. Like you can still do all the things that you want to do. I even worked out a little bit. But it... Like I said, it was those those two things that I did, looking back, I can see that the four days later when my immune system just went off the cliff and it turned into pneumonia with sepsis mm-hmm. in my blood, you know, my bloodstream became infected. I can see the tipping point and that I kind of helped shove that guy off the edge of the cliff. And do I blame myself? You know, I was doing things that I thought... You know, I was I was just doing the best I could. And right. you're gonna get in that situation sometimes where you're like, I'm doing everything I know to do, and I'm still I still got sick. And it happens because a lot of people have said, How did that happen to you? Because you're so healthy, you do you do everything so you know, y'all are so healthy. Well, sometimes we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And this all comes back to you know, when we talk about the coronavirus, because it's a respiratory illness. Yes. This, that contributes to people getting pneumonia, and that is what kills them. Yeah, so anytime you hear in the news people die from the flu, people are dying from this coronavirus, they're, they're not dying of the flu or of the coronavirus. They're dying from effects of it, and generally, almost every single time, it's going to be a pneumonia or some sort of infection that gets in the blood Due to that, and it usually the infection in the blood, the sepsis comes from pneumonia. That's why they call it the poor, the uh, old man's blessing, because that way it goes ahead and kills you faster, so yeah. you can stop suffering. And and this is common with a lot of elderly people when they die. You'll say like. We will always say, my dad died with Parkinson's. He died with it. He did not die of it. My dad actually died from a bed sore that developed in the hospital that they couldn't get under control. And he became septic and he died from the blood infection. So he didn't die from Parkinson's. He died with it from sepsis. Which is, which is generally what happens to people with that disease. They die from something else. Right. So, you know, so we're just trying to get out things that you can do that make you feel better um, just in the general world today to relieve some anxiety when we talk about uh, how to, you know, keep your immunity high. And if you do start to feel bad, the things you should follow, again, you know, avoiding all sugar, uh, eating as healthy as you can, avoid alcohol like we did not. That's that's a big thing. And then uh, something else we're going to talk about real quick, and this goes, this falls into the no, I know enough information just to be dangerous, and that's epigenetics. Epigenetics. So we talked about the environmental exposure 
And we talked about um, sort of lifestyle. We've talked about yeah, like exercise and things like this. All of these things kind of work together. You've got the food that you eat. I believe the number one just tool you have in your tool belt. Epigenetics, what is this? What is epigenetics? So you, you have DNA all in your body. You have these genes or DNA. And you'll hear people say, it runs in my genes or it's passed down, it's hereditary, right? So DNA has an expression. They can be turned, and that means they can be on or they can be off. So maybe I have a gene that would predispose me to developing Parkinson's. Let's just follow a chain of logic here. Now, I can live my life in a way that allows that gene to turn on, meaning I could eat a bunch of really crappy industrialized oils um, that damage my DNA further because that's what those oils do. I could eat a lot of sugar that pulls minerals, nutrients out of my system and weakens my immune system and damages my gut, therefore leaving me with leaky gut. I could do all these things and turn that gene on. Now that gene can express itself like Madonna. Like the Madonna song. <laughs> See, I had one too. Oh man, that was good. Wasn't it good? Express um, someday, yourself. I feel so much better. I feel like myself. I'm glad you threw a joke into into epigenetics because it's a it's a hard subject. We've, yeah, we've listened to talks on epigenetics, and it is really a fascinating field of study uh, with huge implications. Because, like Melody said, you know what you're what you're eating and the water you drink and the air you breathe can, can turn a, certain gene expressions off and on. And those can be cancer genes. Yes. Those can be Parkinson genes. Those can be all kinds of very interesting things. So they're studying how all this happens and, you know, kind of bring that, that information to the people. So you can kind of figure out, um, you know, you might, when this, people said they have a genetic, you know, uh, predisposition to getting whatever disease, you can change that with what you input into your body just by turning genes on and off. Yeah, your body is super cool like that. Like you can you can have cancer run in your family and have a gene. Like if you went and got gene tested, the gene testing, gene mapping, mm-hmm. you could find you had a – I think they look at it as SNPs. And like I said, we're, we know enough about epigenetics just to be a little dangerous. Yeah, so we can listen to a conversation, not take part. Right. So <laughs> you can have you can have genes that could be there and dormant, and you can live your life in a way that turns them on or keeps them turned off. Mm-hmm. So that's really important to factor in when you decide how you live your life, how you feed your body, how you um, what your lifestyle choices are. And, and that goes, that, that's a major, a major player, but it all really goes back to what you put in your mouth, what you eat, what you eat and what you drink. That's really your very first line of defense. Um, the immune system itself is so incredibly complicated and, and fascinating. We could give you a rundown. It would take us too long today. But I would say um, if you like to geek out on things like learning about your immune system, I always suggest Khan Academy on YouTube. You can go and get 11 videos on the immune system and learn exactly how your immune system works. And I, I really am a believer in that the more you know about your body and understand how it works, the more you're going to be invested in what you do to your body. 
because you're going to understand the impact. And that's where we failed as human beings is that we haven't taught ourselves, our children. We weren't, we just weren't taught sometimes or didn't pay attention in health class well, how the body works. We place it all in the hands of doctors. We just kind of, that's what our society has done. And that's not working out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doctors are great. They're, they're really smart people. Sometimes they get so specialized that they can't see the forest for the trees and they miss things. That's very well documented. Uh, the number three cause of death in the United States is, is medical error. Right. We so, actually have a full episode on that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a huge deal. So I'm not saying don't trust them, but I'm saying we have to also be informed. You can't let you know put your fate in someone else's hands entirely. Now, something else I want to talk about that I'm really excited about is something that we started doing this week because – uh, everybody knows that, that Melody's a, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and, it's a, and now it's a, a functional... Functional Nutritional Therapy Practitioner, or FNP. I call it an FN Therapy Practitioner. An FN Therapy Practitioner. And I'm an FN Personal Trainer. So so together, <laughs> there you go. We, we, we feel like we can offer some great services to people. And uh, we've kind of upped our game over the last week uh, with uh, some services that we can provide and it's going to be really cool because all in one spot, you're going to be able to get meal plans, workouts. Uh, there, we're going to have an app that you can use to track all this stuff. We are going to have an app. We're going to have an app. So the it's app going to be really going to be cool. Super cool. So if if you've ever you know wondered what we do or or how we can help, um, reach out and and get a a consult because we can describe it all for you. We can show you how it works, and I think it's going to be a huge benefit. Uh, for me to be able to, to write, you know, uh, workout plans because we take everybody as as a one person, as a bio individual, and we don't have blanket plans that we write for everybody. When we have a consult, uh, we ask all these questions of you, and then I go back and I sit down and I write out like exactly what I think is going to be best for that person. Right, and it's it changes. Like over the period of weeks that you're with us, your workouts will change. Maybe your meal plans will change. And it's super easy to, it's going to be super easy to use. You'll have everything in one spot, the ability to message us. Um, and we're offering this still for a really reduced price. And I'm, I'm just, I can't wait until the app is ready. It's going to be ready within the next two weeks for us to put on the app store. And you'll be able to download that when you're a client. And get all your workouts, your meal plans. You'll be able to take pictures and do a food diary with pictures rather than having to write out or log your food. And that will come to to us through that app. And um, it'll just be it'll just be phenomenal. Um, we're also changing, and this is a little more time consuming. I'm changing over the way that the pod the podcast the website looks. It's getting a big renovation. So for right now, you can still see it on the the current um, format that it's in at thetacticalkitchen.com. You can still go in there, make your appointments for the 15-minute consult. You can make a standalone appointment for um, just a one-hour consult where we do a little more in-depth. But then if you want to go with the monthly I mean, I really suggest that because that's where you're going to get workouts. You're going to get your meal plan. You're going to get more one-on-one with us with four appointments in four weeks. And, and you're going to have the availability to ask questions 24 hours a day if you want. I mean, you know, you can reach out. You can leave us messages. We can see them respond. That way uh, there's no, you know, we don't have to be 
all together at one point in time. That way it, it's, it's effective communication and it'll keep everything going forward. And this is the one thing that we always talk about to invest in yourself. Absolutely. Um, you, there's no there's no better way to spend your money than on yourself. And that's with, you know, exercise and nutrition are the two main things that everybody always talks about are the two key things to live a long and healthy life. Yes, 100%. So if you need help with that, we're definitely here to do it. And we're really excited about how we think we can bring it to people because we've been We've been uh, ruminating about this for a really long time of how we can be more effective with our clients. And we think this is going to really up our game as far as helping people out. Yes. And it's going to look good, too. (laughs) (laughs) We'll look like we actually know what we're doing. So um, I think that kind of brings everything to head and wraps up the podcast. Uh, You got anything else to add? I don't think so. I think that we just really wanted to touch on some ways that you can prepare yourself for any kind of sickness by, you know, all the things that we've talked about, cutting sugar, your environment, your life. Um, And then obviously leave you with the opportunity to go and make that 15 minute complimentary consult where we can discuss with you your goals and what you are concerned about so that we can get you on a, on the path to your own health journey. Yep. It's a crazy world out there. A lot of chaos swirling around again, just stick with what you can control and what you can do. And that will relieve some of the anxiety of all the craziness. Yeah. And one of the biggest things you can control is the food that you eat. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. We appreciate you guys listening. We hope you have a great day. Go out there, eat fat and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to vtkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.